This is the Just Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm your host, J.R. Manted. And as per usual, I'm joined by Tristan Marcajani, Dimitri Daffos, and Stefano Pleggi. And it's that time of year again. What's going on in the sports world, Steph? Playoffs, baby. Playoff season. We have some NHL playoffs happening, and the NBA playoffs are on its way as well. Um, Tristan, you're uh, in a Leafs jersey today. Yes, I am. Uh, just before we start, real quick, uh, you no know, complete condolences to the humble Broncos and the humble community. Mm-hmm. Uh, tragic event last night. A six, I think, a sixteenth person died. It, it's really sad. And as Steph mentioned, today I am wearing a jersey, and not only for the Leafs playoff home opener, uh, not, not home opener, the playoffs opener, but also because it's Jersey Day and respect for the humble Broncos. So um, thoughts and prayers going out to the humble community. Yeah, from all of us. On a uh, on a lighter note, yeah, today we're gonna be talking. Uh, we're gonna start off with NHL playoffs. Uh, NHL playoffs kicked off last night, 2018 Cup playoffs. Uh, Pittsburgh absolutely annihilating Philly, seven nothing. Cindy Crosby with a hat trick in the game. Winnipeg with their first ever uh, playoff win against the Minnesota Wild, and Vegas and also winning their first ever playoff game against the LA Kings. Uh, but we all know what the big story is. Today, Thursday, April the 12th, Leafs, Bruins, game one tonight at the Garden, TD Garden. And uh, we don't need to revisit what happened in 2013. <laughs> but all, all we need to say is that, you know, it's time it's time to slay the dragon, as they would say. It's time to... No, uh, no we don't say that. I said as they would say, not it's as you would say. It's time to get say. it done. It's time to, you know, this is this has been Who says that? this has been David versus Goliath, you could say. Uh, and it, it's time to finally, you know, it's time for the Leafs to show what they're made of. You know, all the regular season talk is over. You had a historic season. You had a historic points record, wins record, goalie wins record, home wins record, all this stuff. Doesn't mean nothing. You can't get it done in the playoffs, yeah, and I'm slam, sure Dimitri would be the, the first table. to tell you that, right, Dimitri? That's right. Don't slam the table again. I'm gonna slam it. You know why? Because like Steph, I'm amped. It's. I'm so amped. You have no idea. All right. Any thoughts on this playoff series with Boston versus Toronto once again? It's, it's gonna be a very tough series. Two two very good teams. They play different styles. Um, I don't know. Describe how their different styles. What do you mean by they play different styles? Toronto's, I find, much quicker, much... Uh, they're more, more skilled. Boston brings a lot of playoff experience. They bring a lot of physicality to their game. And I think it's going to be a very interesting series to watch. I think as much as they have their similar styles, they play very different, and it's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, I, uh, that sorry, I cut you off there, stuff. <clears throat> like you, uh, that that key word that you said, physicality. I think that's going to be the main uh, factor in this series. I think that Boston, they hit when you're in the corners. There, they're going to go hit. You under, you know what Zdeno Chara, his seven foot self on the ice, he's going to go knock you anytime you get in front of the net or in the corners. Brad Marchand, sorry, I, I refuse to say that, that person. Number sixty three is going to get under your skin. He's going to trash talk you. He's, he, you know, he might do some dirty things. We don't know. Brad Marchand is. 
number 63 is going to get under your skin. And that's right. Just say his name. No, I refuse. You know what? You know what, JR? I refuse to say his name. You know what? I refuse to say his name. You're going to say his name once again. Number 63. Number 63 is going to get under your skin. He could score goals. You, you, listen, you, it, this is just what it can, it's going to come down to. Physicality. Are the Leafs ready for the physicality? And I remember, Steph, you, you, you said that the Leafs have more speed and skill, and I'm willing to give you that, yes. If they skate hard enough, if they, they, you were saying if they outskate them, they can win the series. Fine, I'll give you that. The problem is, can the Leafs keep skating that hard when they're getting nailed every single shift? Because that's what Boston does. They do. They're going to hit you every shift, and they're going to physically punish you. Especially starting with that first line. Yep. Well, let's be real. The game is going to be win, or sorry, the game is going to be won, excuse me, in the way the matchups play out throughout the series, okay? You look at Boston... I really just, I really believe they're heavy loaded on that first line. Once you get that first line and once you play them the way they should be played, what else do they have, Tristan? I'm going to ask you, what else do they have? Physicality, like I just said. They're all four lines. Well, yeah, okay, you want to say they're top heavy? That's fine. They're they, top heavy. If they're top Absolutely. heavy, that's fine. The thing is, though, all four lines can hit you. That's not. You don't need to be skilled to go hit it's, a guy into the boards. That's when, That's my point. I'm not saying they could beat the Leafs purely through skill. I'm saying they punish you, especially in the playoffs. They hit you. Are the Leafs ready for that? A young Leafs team, are they well, ready to get hit that they much? They experienced it produce? last year. That little bit of no, experience. Washington, Washington, Washington was not a physical team to no, play against. If you don't, Washington was not a physical team. The third and fourth line, fine with Wilson. Or sorry, with Williams there with Wilson. Yes, they physically hit the Leafs, and you could see it sometimes that in the second, in the late second period, they were running out of gas a little Patrice bit. Patrice Bergeron and Pasternak are not physical players. They're all physical. That's what Boston is. Remember all year I've been saying we don't know what the Leafs' identity is. You know what Boston's identity is? Hit and be physical and work the boards. That's what Boston does. They work the boards. They're physical. That's what they do. And the Leafs' speed and skill. That's their identity. Yeah, when they want to show up. It's essentially going to be... Anderson's got to stand on his head for the team. If they're going to have any success this playoffs, they got to keep getting the same... like the same uh, performances out of their three lines, right? And Frederick Anderson's got to stand on his head. You know, the Leafs are a deep team. They've got three 30-goal scorers, one on each line, all right? I think it's just about the structure and just staying consistent. And another thing I look at, too, that the Leafs have had, I think the Leafs had the first or second best power play in the NHL by the end of the season. They were hitting numbers at 26%. That's that's an unbelievable number. Even if you can capitalize on half of that in the playoffs, Boston's going to have a hard time. It's not going to be a walk in the park for them. So that's my thought. Dimitri, what do you got to say? I think it's going to be a very good series. I know Boston's experience, but the average age, I think Boston's a younger team, average age compared to Toronto. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a very, like, it's going to be a very close series. I have the series going seven games and for Boston to win. I mean, it could go six games in Toronto's favor. It could go six games in Boston favors or even seven in Toronto's favor. I just think that because both teams are so young and both teams 
have like I mean Boston they have players with more experience I guess you would say you got Bergeron you got Bacchus you got Tuka Rask McQuaid and all these other guys Rick that have Nash. been in the playoffs yeah, Rick Nash too even though he's battling a little bit of an injury but you never know you still expect him to come and show what he was brought in for right but I mean Yes, Toronto has the skill factor, but I think, like what Tristan said, Boston's got the physicality edge. They've got the experience edge. And to me, it's still going to come down to defense. I mean, both goalies, I think, are probably going to stand on their heads. So to me, that's a very even match match there as well. I think even though the Toronto forwards are more skilled, I still think that Boston... Other than their top line, it's a very underrated second, third, and fourth unit. Like, you got guys like Wingles, who came over from San Jose, who has his playoff experience and has done his stuff. Craigie, like, he's still amazing. Like, there's so many guys on this team that can still play very well. Like, you look at a guy like DeBrusque all year, amazing, amazing, amazing for just such a young kid. Like, I know we talked about that first line, but to me, I think that might be a problem for the Leafs because even though they are top-heavy, that first line can do a lot of damage against the Leafs. Like, Marchand's proven to be a top five goal scorer the last, like, two, three seasons in the NHL. Um, Bergeron has proven to be probably one of the best, if not the best, two-way centermen that the league has seen for the past decade. And Pasternak, the last two seasons he's had, like, I don't think experience will be a factor in his game at all. If you're that good, you're going to show up to play. To me, it's just it's going to come down to the defense, and I think that's where Boston has a little bit more experience, and they're a little bit more safe and more cautious with the puck, and I think that's what's going to be the decisive factor in the end of the series. Yeah, and, and well, you so you think that those players are going to be key for Boston to win the series. You think that what those players bring between Pasternak, between Krejci, between number 63, they're all going to have to produce in order for Boston to win. Is there a certain thing you want to see from them? Uh, or do you, or just... You know, see what they what they have been doing. Just do what they have been doing. I just think you got to stick with what you've been doing the whole year. I mean, if you look at the head-to-head series throughout the regular season, it's 3-1 in the Leafs' favor. Both teams won 4-1, so those cancel each other out. And then Toronto won both the other games by just one goal. So it's very clear that both these teams know how to play each other. They know each other's strengths. They know each other's weaknesses. And to me, it's just going to come down to who's able to make the least amount of mistakes and who's able to execute and be more clinical when it matters. I think I'm excited to watch the matchup because personally, I think that that Marshawn line is going to go up against the Kadri line. And I think that that's going to be interesting to see how Kadri outduels Marshawn number 63 in the face-off circle. Uh, Kadri's uh, obviously we know is a high percentage face-off guy. We but know that Bergeron's he, probably the best center, the best. We're talking the Marshawn line though. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, you're right. I mis- I mistake. Marshawn's a winger. Yes, my mistake. That's the line that's going to be tough for them because Kadri is going to have to go up against Bergeron, which is going to be interesting to see. As you just mentioned, he's the best, probably the best two-way center in the NHL. What's going to be interesting also is what line the Matthews line goes up against. Uh, You know, they're not going to, you know, they're going to stay on Matthews, obviously, the entire shift. They're going to want to keep him. They're going to want to, what's the word I'm looking for? Limit. Limit him. They're going to want to limit him. They're going to want to make sure he doesn't get any open looks or create any plays, obviously. I think it's, listen, in the playoffs, it's always that unexpected hero that comes up big, right? So who is the, each team's unexpected hero? Like, for the Leafs, who 
do we think that might not who hasn't produced as much might be a factor in this series Steph I don't think it's going to come down to who, like you said, won't produce. But like I, I think Patrick Marlowe would be a great addition for the team come playoff time. Like he, He's been through a lot with San Jose. He made a cup final. You know, he's got that veteran presence that I think is going to shake up the team's game a little bit come playoff time. I think... Leo Komarov's gonna have to have a, a a significant role with the team. He hasn't produced as much. That's not his role at the end of the day. But he's got he's got to be he's got to be gritty enough, and he's got he's got to do he's got to contribute with his role. I when I but I. You, you said who's not going to produce. Marlo's been producing. He's yes, Marlo's been producing. I said who hasn't been producing lately or a guy who you think might not be, you know, might, like we obviously know the big names of Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Marlo, Kadri, those boys, right? We know who's going to be able to put the puck in the net. Who do we think maybe might come out of nowhere and, you know, have a big series or a big playoffs. Personally, I think Zach Hyman's going to. Playing alongside Matthews and Nylander, I think he's going to have a good series. I think he might lead the series in goals for the Leafs. I really do. I think he's going to be able... He's going to find those dirty goals. He's going to get in front of the net. Um, JVR, we know what he's going to do. He's going to get in front of the net. That's his dangerous zone. He's going to go in front. He's going to get those tips and rebounds, all that stuff. Um, I hope Bozak can produce a little bit more. Bozak, too. Bozak could produce, too. Although, Bozak, I don't really I don't hold him to the standard of goal scoring no. as much of as much as playmaking and passing I feel like that's what he's good at and that's what he's got to continue to do and also when you know good defensive battles in the defensive zone because you're going to need them in this series there's going to be a lot of times when the Leafs are going to be tired as I mentioned before the physicality is going to make them tired Boston's going to work them in their own zone and they're going to be forced to ice the puck and then when they're tired Ken Bozak win those big defensive draws and the Leafs get possession so they can clear the puck out of the zone that's going to be that's going to be something I'm looking for in this series. Um, Connor Brown, too. Connor Brown, too. Connor Brown, he's too. He's had a, a decent year. Uh, I don't think he's been as productive as he was last season, but he... he he works hard. He's like he's like a, he's like exactly what you said about Zach Hyman. He's got to get those ugly goals, get in front of the net, do the work no one wants to do, and just hopefully they go their way. Who's winning this series? And how many games? We'll start with you. You got the mic. No, but I, want, I, want, I want to know. I want to know your pick. I asked you. I want to know your pick. You so. guys know what I'm picking. I'm having the Leafs in six. Really? Yes. He's picking the Leafs? Wow. That's a shocker. He is wearing a Leafs t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't know. I already told you guys while I was <laughs> harping on earlier. I think Boston's going to win in seven. I got, I got Leafs in seven. It's going to be a long series. You know what? I really like Boston. I like Boston. I like their physicality, and I think they just have the experience. But I'm not picking them. I'm picking the Leafs in seven. Stop banging the table. I'm going to bang the table. I think the Leafs, I think this is the year they slay the dragon. I think this is the year that they finally get over the hump. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a homer, but I think they're going to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if the Leafs won. Like I told you, they're both still young at the end of the day. 
I would be surprised if the Leafs beat Tampa Bay in the second round, but we can talk about That's that. That's a different story. For in two weeks, let's say. But for now, I'm picking Boston to win in seven, but I would not be surprised if you saw the Leafs win in six or seven either. I was going to go around the table about the uh, other other team in the other divi- uh, in the same division, but you know, Tampa Bay looks like a clear favorite to face off whoever wins the first series between the Leafs and the, and the Bruins. Um, moving on to other division, Capitals and um, Columbus. You guys are gonna think you're gonna win that series? It's it's hard to bet against the Capitals in the first round. The Capitals, ten, that's their bread and butter. The first round, they have they lock up their division the first round, and they usually beat up against the wild card team or a seventh eighth seed team. Ovechkin's gonna score. William Williams always seems to score in the playoffs. Justin Williams, although I don't think is he there is still. I don't. He's with Carolina. He's with actually. Carolina now, so never mind that. Scratch that. But when he was there, he came up big for them. Uh, they have Backstrom still. So okay, listen, with home ice, I think Washington is just going to win that series against Columbus. I think Columbus unfortunately drew a tough opponent again in the first round. I think Columbus is going to win that series in six, though. I do think Columbus will push it to at least six-game series. Columbus going to win in six? I said I said Columbus is going to push it to six, but Washington's going to win in six. Is what I, I thought. Said. I thought you said Columbus. You said win. So yeah, I, I, I worded Columbus that. I worded that six. bad. Columbus will push it to six, but Washington's going to win it in six. Is what yeah, I, I agree meant to too. Say. I think, and then Washington's going to go to the second round. Oh, for sure. For me, I just think it's... I don't even think it has to do so much with the experience factor with these guys. I just think that the Caps are that much better of a hockey team that I think that their skill alone will push them above. And like Tristan, I have them winning in six as well. You know, you got to feel... You have to feel for Columbus too, right? Because... With the new playoff format, as we were talking about even before we started the podcast, they've had a tough time, especially when it was coming with the new format, drawing new opponents, right? With the new format, they've always played who? Tristan, Pittsburgh, Washington, right? They've always dealt with two two contenders. I do think Washington's going to pull it off. Um, I think it will be a quicker series. I think they'll finish it in five. But I just, I just solely based on the fact that Columbus or Washington is more skilled, as Dimitri said. Dimitri? I already said what I had to say, but I mean, the thing that I find that can actually happen in this series is even though I have it being a close six-game series, Columbus still has Bobrovsky. They still have Seth Jones. They still have Warinsky. I mean, Cam Atkinson's a good player. They have a bunch of good players, but I just don't know if they have what it takes to go above and beyond. And that's what's going to worry me a bit. I think Ovechkin's going to come clutch. I think think this is a one year where people are saying, you know, Washington always chokes in the second round, this and that. So I think not too many people paying attention this year might be good for them and actually benefit them because the fact that people are always counting them out in the second round, I think with less focus this year, this could be the year that they have where they feel less pressure and they actually make a move, but we shall see. What is it guys with the Caps not starting Holt v game one? What do you guys think of that? That that's you know what if they feel more comfortable with who who is Grubauer. 
Who? Grubauer. Grubauer. G R U. He hasn't played too much this year. I know no disrespect. I just I, you haven't heard. He hasn't oh, yeah, played much this know. year. He's still a solid. You know what? Goalie. You know if they're comfortable playing behind him, you know what? By all means, right? Play by whoever you have, whoever has the confidence and who the team has confidence in, right? Holpi, I believe, is and I think we all agree is the better better goalie of the two. But if they have the confidence at the moment, you know what? Ride the hot goalie, right? It's just the way it is. I agree. Maybe Holpi's hurt. Maybe he's hurt, and we don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. I, oh, sorry, Dimitri, go ahead. Oh, I just think, at least from what I've seen this year, Washington, with the way that they play, they should feel confident with whoever's in that. Because obviously, Holtby's a better goalie, but I still think Grubauer is a solid option. It's like with the Leafs. Obviously, you'd rather Anderson in that, but McElhenney has proved that he can come in and help out the Leafs just as much. Like if Freddie got pulled, let's say, against Boston, the Leaf fans should be comfortable with McElhenney coming in and stopping the puck. That's what I think. I think McElhenney's a little better than Grubauer. Yeah, I agree too. But I, but I still think... I think the Leafs have the best backup goalie in the NHL. But I that take nothing away from Grubauer. He's still a solid yeah. goalie. No, of course. Of course. No, we're not going to... No, we're not here to cast dispersions on Grubauer, right? Again, he hasn't played too much this year. Obviously, there's a reason why he's playing. Either they want to rest Holpe or maybe they just have more confidence in him. Listen, I regardless of who's in net, I still think they're winning the series in six. I just yeah. think the team is overall better than Columbus. I think I just checked it. The Caps ended the year off eight and two. So they're flying hot going into the playoffs. So, I mean, they shouldn't be worried with what goalie they have starting. I think they should be. I think they're confident with their with their play in front of them. And whoever's in net, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and Philly. Philly lost uh, last night, seven zip. But touchdown, added, huh? Touchdown and touchdown. the extra point conversion. Sure. Uh, Something Gostowski can't do, huh? My prediction is that that series. I think. I think. I think Philly will push it up to Game Six, and Pittsburgh will win in Game Six, though. You know what? <laughs> After what I saw last night, Philly will be lucky to push this to a Game Five. Yeah. If they play the way they did last night, we were talking about this before the show, right? Stefano said Philly had a bad game. For them to have a bad game, you got to show up to the game. Philly didn't show up, okay? That's the, that's the bottom line. Philly did not show up to this game. 7 nothing. are you kidding me? 7 nothing. It was 5 nothing after the first period. Sidney Crosby had a friggin' hat trick. Are you kidding me? In your first playoff game, that's how you perform? Get it together, Philly. I'm sorry. That pissed me. That makes me mad. I want this to be a good series. I want to see Pittsburgh. I want to see the Pennsylvania rivalry yeah. from years ago when when Scott Hartnell's hair was getting pulled, when Claude Giroux and Crosby were fighting. I want to see that series again. I don't want to see 7 nothing. Are you kidding me? Get it together, Flyers. See, the thing is, I originally, when I was making my bracket yesterday, I originally had Philly losing the series in six. But I said to myself, you know what? It's the battle of, sorry, sorry, I had them losing in five. But I said to myself, it's the battle of Pennsylvania. Philly has, like Philly knows how to play Pittsburgh throughout the past, right? So I told myself, I mean, you know what? I'll take Pittsburgh to win this in six. But after what I saw today, like Tristan said. You doubt it? Flyers may be lucky to go to go five. You can't you can't show up in the first game of the playoffs like that. Like to me, the first game is all about setting the tempo, setting the the tone for the whole series. And Pittsburgh came out and they've just done what they've done in the past. They come out and they prove why they're a playoff team and why the regular season means absolutely nothing. 
the only reason I give Philly a chance is because they're going to go back to Philly and they perform pretty well in the Wells Fargo Center. I just, you know, if again, if they play like they did, I don't expect them to play the way they did last night, but man, they, they got to put in more effort. I'm sorry. The big... Okay, realistically, Pittsburgh, we all know, is going to win the series. That's not what my bracket says. I know. Who I did t- you take to win the series? I took Philly to win the Jesus series. Christ, but. Wait, hold on. Wait, How many games did Philly win in your bracket? If they did win, it would be in seven games. Is that what you took? I took Philly, but I just did it because I don't want to see. But Pittsburgh how many games did you take feet. them to win in? Seven yeah, games. Oh, seven. seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. He said seven. But. I think Philly's biggest issue is their goaltending has been way too inconsistent all season, right? Pittsburgh's got depth in the front, depth in the back, so they're just it's it's not gonna happen. The 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 goaltending's too inconsistent, and Pittsburgh's just way better than Philadelphia. Steph, you're a liar. I say seven or six. No, you put six. Okay, whatever. And we're, we're, I just don't. I I really don't think Pittsburgh's gonna threepeat. It was a brain cramp, right? You're you're focused on something else. You just put six. Well, at least you did go with six because I can tell you one thing: if this series does go seven, Pittsburgh is not losing on home ice. I don't think Pittsburgh's ever lost at home ice in the game seven. No, they ever, haven't. ever. I mean, you got Crosby and Malkin hey. on your team. You don't. You, you shouldn't be losing a game you, seven. You can pick something different. No, I don't know, but I'm just saying, if you're gonna pick a bracket, be knowledgeable. <laughs> Oh, get out of there, man. And we're not gonna get into his. We're not gonna get into his cup champion is, but we'll get into that into a later date. But I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not gonna get into that. I think you viewers uh, know who it is, but we're not gonna get into that right uh, now. Anaheim, San Jose, Anaheim sweeps. My opinion. And Anaheim sweeps. Jeez, Jr. Jr. That that's a bold that's prediction a, if I've ever heard one. Battle of California. Don't sleep on San Jose. San Jose is a very good team. I think Anaheim's winning the series, mm-hmm. but that's I, I that's gonna be a good series. I really do. I like that series. Um, San Jose bounced back after a disappointing year last year, then make the playoffs. Listen, I think that. Anaheim still has another push in them to go into a deep playoff run. I think they're going to the conference finals. I really do. I like Anaheim. They've been a model of consistency for the most part of a decade now. Ever since they won the cup, they never they never made it back to the cup final, but they've had playoff runs before, if, if you catch my drift. Like, that's what they do. They haven't made the cup final, but... They've always been at the top of their division. They've always been comp- at least competitive, right? So I think Anaheim is going to move on to the next round. I think San Jose is going to is going to beat them. I can't remember how many games I put in my I'll, bracket. I'll let you know. But like you know, ever since Evander Kane was traded to the San Jose Sharks, he's he's uh been a huge asset to that team. He's been one of the hottest players in the NHL since. And I think San Jose plays like plays a little bit more physical. I think I think their their structure, the way they play, is a little bit more simple than the Ducks. So I think I think San Jose is gonna take that series. Dimitri? Again, Battle of California. I think it's gonna be a very good series. I had I think it's Anaheim winning in six. 
I also, like Tristan said, I have Anaheim going to the Western Conference Final. I mean, like Tristan said, the last 10 years, this Anaheim team has been probably the definition of consistency. I mean, you look at Chicago now. Last year they got swept. This year they're not making the playoffs, and the future isn't looking that bright for them. But I think that the coaching of Anaheim's always been there. I think the front office has always been there for them. And Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlev have always been there for them. And I think that's what matters because you know when it comes playoff time, those two are going to be killer. You look at the other forwards that they have on their team. They have Jason Chimera who has lots of playoff experience. Andrew Cogliano, who has picked up his playoff experience over all these years, and he has proven that his speed can be a factor at any time. Patrick Eves, another great player. Adam Enrique has probably been one of the best pickups this year in the NHL. Definitely, and for he, sure. To me, that guy knows how to play. To me, when they played Los Angeles in that one playoff series that one year, yes, yes, I thought he was amazing the whole playoffs, and I was like, wow, this guy's going to be someone for the future. Chris Kelly, fourth-line centerman, not that bad. Ryan Kessler as your second line centerman, to me, that's fairly, I think that's a good centerman. To me, he plays a two-way game. He knows how to get under your skin. And I think if you match him up against any player on San Jose, I'd like Ryan Kessler's chances over anyone. Raquel, he's an all-star this year. Underrated. Nick Ritchie, another good player. Jakob Silverberg, another amazing player. Okay? And then you go to their defense. You got Cam Fowler, to me, who's one of the best defensemen in NHL. Well, I don't want to say best defenseman, but I think he's underrated. He's a good skater. He knows how to put the puck on net. He can move the puck. To me, he's complete. Lindholm. Walensky. Like, all these guys have proven they know how to play. They even have Kevin Bieska. Some experience, you know? And then... You end off at net where you got Gibson and Ryan Miller. See, Ryan Miller might be the best backup goalie in the NHL, but who knows? Again, McElhenney is still an honorable mention. But I'm saying from top to bottom, Anaheim looks pretty goddamn good. They're 8-1-1 going into the playoffs. They're riding a five-game winning streak. To me, I don't think the Sharks have what it takes to stop them. Yeah, no, Dimitri, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think, and also Anaheim does have home ice in the series. I think, I, I'm, I'm completely with you. I think Anaheim is going to pretty fairly take out. San Jose will give them a run. San Jose will, you know, when they're at home especially, they'll give them a good a good game. They'll give them two good games, possibly a third. They go to the six. Um, but yeah, I think we can all agree Anaheim is going to win, except for Steph. We all think Anaheim is going to win this series because you took San Jose, correct? Yes. Okay. Listen, at the end of the day, I always say this to people. It's the NHL. It's the most unpredictable league in the world. Like, we've had teams in the NHL. When LA won the Cup, remember they were down 3-0 the first round of the series? It was against San Jose. They came back to win. And then as an eight seed, you beat the one seed. And then you go on to win the... Uh, I was about to say the World Cup. You go to win the Stanley Cup. Like, to me, it's crazy. Yeah, we got to wait for that for the summer. But I'm just saying, in hockey, you can't count on a team until it's officially done. For sure. Uh, moving on. Vegas night, Golden Knights. Now, last night, I'm, sh- uh, you know, first of all, you know what? Congrats to the Vegas Golden Knights on, uh, congrats to the fans of the Golden Knights. You guys showed up. 
for the first, I think it was over 19,600 something in, in attendance. It was a great atmosphere. It was. A lot of people might not have expected that, but you know what? Congrats and good to them for doing that. I, I personally think that LA is going to win this series. Um, if I'm JR, if you want to look this up quickly, I believe I took LA in seven. Although I'm not, I'm not sure if I took them earlier. Regardless, I think LA is going to win this series, and. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, their roster, as Dimitri just went through the roster of Anaheim, I think that LA has just as not, they have a very good roster as well. You got Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown, Tyler Toffoli, Jeff Carter still, Drew Doughty on D. I think that, uh, Tanner Pearson. Sorry, sorry, guys, we're just looking at the things. Um, sorry about that, guys. Uh, personally, I think that, Anze Kopitar, who, by the way, is my heart trophy um, winner this year. I think he is going to be a big factor in this series. And you look at what he's done this year. 35 goals, 57 assists for 92 points. LA missed the playoffs last year. People want to forget that. This year, they made the playoffs, give it as a wild card team, but they still made the playoffs. I think that Anze Kopitar has been underrated this year because of what Taylor Hall has done, because of what... Nathan McKinnon has done. I think that Anze Kopitar is going to be a big factor in this series. I think that playing Vegas eventually, Vegas. I think the Cinderella run is just going to end for Vegas. I'm sorry. I just I hate to be the the breaker of bad news. I just I don't think it's going to last. Right. I think it just you know it was a good run. They made the playoffs. They won their division. All this stuff. I just I think LA is going to knock them out. I I think that's what I think. I personally I wouldn't call it a Cinderella because if you finish first in your division you can't call it a Cinderella just because they're a new team a new expansion and what the season they had like, I, I I wouldn't no. consider it a Cinderella even if they did win the cup it was just it's like a very it would successful just be, season yeah, it would just be an amazing feat because an expansion team wins it in its first year to me that's what would be amazing I, I wouldn't call it a Cinderella story by any means well did anyone really uh, no no but Dimitri in all honesty did you expect them to be as good as they did as they were no. Not at all. But still, if at the end of the at the end of the day, if you finish first in your division, you go from there. At the beginning of the year, you can call them a Cinderella story. But from where they are right now, you understand? How can you call them a Cinderella story if they hadn't played a game before the season? Because no one, I didn't expect them to make the playoffs. Exactly. So what I'm saying is they went on this great run, right? They went on this great run. Like Loyola Chicago. You can't call them a Cinderella before the tournament even started, right? No, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. Right now, you can't call Vegas a Cinderella because they finished their division in first place. Yeah, the season. The Lo- season is a Cinderella yeah. season is what I'm trying to say to you. They won their division, right? All good, giddy, giddy, right? They have draft picks galore. They have great... Great young, they have great players. William Carlson, they've got Flurry, they've got James Neal, they've got those good players, right? So you expect them to at least compete, but not win their division, even possibly go in a far deep playoff run, right? That's why I call them Cinderella. I'm not saying they're 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 completely helpless. I'm just saying I didn't. Nobody expected this from them. I just I agree with the fact that their regular season had a Cinderella wrap to it, but I just if you finish in first, I don't think you can ever call a team. Cinderella. Okay, you so you're saying they should be considered a favorite, you're saying? Well, to me, I have LA going through, but I would not be... Like, this is the one matchup that I really hung my head on. I was like, what's going to happen here? I said Vegas finishing first in their division. And... 
LA's got the experience, and they, to me, they've got the better squad from top to bottom. But I mean, anything can happen. It's the NHL. I like that point how it's the NHL. Really, anybody can win. Last year, eighth seed Nashville knocked out first seed Chicago, right? So anything can happen. Uh, Steph, Vegas, Golden Knights, what do you think? Uh, Sorry, Vegas, L.A., what do you think? I've got L.A. winning in five games, but they, I think, mainly reason being L.A.'s got the more playoff experience. They have two Stanley Cups. Um, they play hard. They play heavy, right? Not, uh, LA has always been a very, very physical team. I just, like you said, I don't see Vegas this like this winning just continuing. You know what I mean? It's a lot of people look at Vegas as a good good team they had they won first in their division they deserve all the praise they should get but one thing that's people don't see with this vegas team is yeah they may not have all the best players like a loaded pittsburgh but they work hard every game it not it doesn't necessarily look pretty but they know how to work and they know how to play hard i remember just watching a few games in the season of uh, vegas on their penalty kills they're forechecking hard like yeah they may not have all the superstars they play together as a, as a unit and they play hard but i think because of experience because LA is a heavy team to play against, I think they're going to take them out in five. Uh, JR, who did you take? Uh, who do you think is going to win that, that series? Man, Sorry, I, I actually, he, took, he took away my freaking bracket. We have the brackets up here. I uh, But I, I, I am going to say I want Vegas to win. I feel like Vegas will win. You did, um, you did take Vegas to win. Yeah, five games. I think I think the story continues, not the Cinderella story though. But I think their successful season as a new franchise team, a new expansion team, a new expansion team will continue. You know their winning ways, and maybe even yeah, they're gonna face Anaheim in the second round. Moving on, Minnesota, Winnipeg. What a game last night, eh? That experience, Winnipeg, man, MTS Center was booming last night. Patrick Laine's first NHL playoff game. Dimitri, you like that, eh? You like that. You like you. You, you feel Patrick Laine is gonna have a good career in the play, not only the playoffs but regular season too. Of but. course. I mean, I remember watching him in the World Juniors with Puyo Yarvi and Sebastian Aho and Laine as a trio, and I was like, wow, this is probably the best World Junior line I've ever seen in my lifetime. They all lit up. Like, I think they were the top three point getters in that whole tournament. It was Puyo Yarvi 1, Lane 2, and Aho 3. And I just said, Lane's way past his years. Like, everyone said that Puyo Yarvi was, like, the better player in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But everyone still expected Lane to go higher in the draft than he did, right? So, I mean, you look at Lane. I remember I was watching an interview last week with Paul, with Paul Maurice. And he was talking about how Lane is already an established goal scorer in the NHL. He's in the right place in the right time without the puck. Stick on the ice. But he still thinks that he has a lot in his game to improve when it comes without the puck. Moving into the direction of the ice to put himself into the best situation. Because we all know it's a cliche, but it's true. 
you're way more dangerous when you don't have the puck than when you do have the puck, right? Mm-hmm. And you think that would that statement would be wrong with Lineit because he's known for his goal scoring, but it's not true. Even Ovechkin, he's the most dangerous without the puck because when you're not covering him and he's in his office, when the puck comes to him, it's going to be a goal. Same with Stamkos. And look at Lane. He's got that office too. So, I mean, I think Lane has a great career ahead of him. And I think he can be a key factor for the Winnipeg Jets in this playoff series and the reason why Winnipeg can actually make a decent run. Like, I have Nashville going to the cup final, which means that Winnipeg will unfortunately lose into the second round. But, I mean, you got other guys like Shifley, Ehlers. Like, there's so much good talent on this team. But I do think that Lane will have to have his best of games in order for Winnipeg to really go deep into this playoffs. I think um, Winnipeg is a very talented team, as Dimitri said. I have them winning in six games. Um, they're very offensive, and I was even noticed last night watching Patrick Liney was stepping up defensively as well. He was back checking hard. He was playing smart in the in the D zone. So I do have Winnipeg winning in six games. Bruce Boudreaux, he he always seems for the, in recent years he's always had he's always seemed to have some trouble getting out of the first round of the playoffs. But I do think Winnipeg is the better the more complete team so uh they're gonna go through on that note i listen i patrick line is a great player and winnipeg is a good team they i'm not taking away from the winnipeg jets but i just don't trust them to win this i just don't it's hard for me to say that because I like them so much. I really do. Winnipeg plays a good, sound game. You know what I mean? Like A lot of people think Winnipeg can go to the West Final. They do. They think Winnipeg can make a deep playoff run. And they could possibly have a Cinderella story, uh, Dimitri. Maybe you wouldn't call it that. But uh, I don't think a lot of people would say they win the Cup this year, Winnipeg, though. My thing with it is just experience. I, me, w- the way I look at Winnipeg this year is how the Leafs were last year. And Steph might disagree with me on this one. I think Winnipeg is what the Leafs were last year. This is an experience for them. This is for them to get experience in the playoffs, play a seven-game series, and know what it's like to get eliminated and build on that for next year. This Minnesota team has made, for the most part, the core has been in the playoffs and has made deep playoff runs before. Eric Stahl, Zach Parise, Ryan Sutter, even though he's not, he's hurt right now, Devin Dubnik, Jordan Greenway on the left wing, Matt Dubnik. I think that Minnesota, I just think they're going to win this series in seven. I do. I think Winnipeg's going to push it to the max, but I don't know. I think experience, I don't think Winnipeg is, I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Like, like I don't know, Steph. I don't know. The The Nashville series, this is the last, the last series in the West. Colorado played a phenomenal game, their last game of the season against the Blues. Hard trophy candidate in Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, absolutely. I think he's my MVP. You know, to to see where the Avalanche have gotten from last year, it's it's a significant change. Nathan McKinnon, to see what he's done with that team is 
is excellent to see. He's a big, strong, very skilled player. He's smart. But uh, Nashville, they're a powerhouse in the West. Their, their defense is built like a juggernaut. Their offense is, is strong, solid. I think Nashville will take the series. But Colorado is going to put up a strong fight in six games. I think Nashville wins in six. Well, I think that I had Nashville winning in five just because I have respect for Colorado and I don't think that they would actually get swept, even though I do think it is still a possibility. Um, Like Steph said, McKinnon's had an amazing season, but I just think that Nashville top to bottom might be the best team in the NHL or probably are the best team in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how a team for the longest time struggled, struggled, struggled in Nashville, and now they're finally considered a heavy favorite every single year, which to me is really nice to to see. And it always brings me back to the one point of management is so important in pro sports. I don't remember his name, The who's upstairs, the general manager for the, is it Poland or Poli, whatever, whatever his name is. He's done an amazing job over these years. He's brought in experience while keeping it young at the same time. And to me, that's the most important thing. Yeah, David Poli. He's been amazing. And I think, was he nominated for... He won last He, he won an award won last it. year, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, even though you didn't win the Stanley Cup, the fact that you're able to turn a franchise around like that and actually have something to hope for for the future, to me, is very big. I mean, Nashville, like I said, top to bottom, way too good. Pecorine, probably Vesna favorite this season. One of them. For sure. To me, he is. If you finish, if you're the best team in the NHL, to me, odds are that goalie is most likely going to win it. Especially, it's shaping it away the round, the way that the Nashville has played this year. To me, he deserves to be the Vesna Trophy. Yeah. His numbers, I just, a lot of goalies' numbers are undeniable. But to me, I just think Pecorine consistently from game one to 82 has been the best goalie in the NHL. I like Colorado. I grew up watching the Sackick days. Personally, I'd like to see Colorado because I'm more of a fan of Colorado than I am of Nashville. But I think it's pretty straightforward who's going to win this series. Just go back to your real quick. I don't want to change the subject. Just going back to your topic of Pecorino. Again, we're not taking away from Pecorino. He is in the discussion. He is top three candidate for Vesna. No doubt about it. However, you could make the argument that, as you meant, in your own words, as you said, Dimitri, he, look at what the team has done. So the mm-hmm. team as a whole is just constructed. That defense and that offense has just been able to click and they won the president's trophy. So you could make the argument he's on a better team than, say, even an Anderson, even uh, even a Vasilevsky. You know, you, these are the people who are going to be in the conversation for the Vesna, right? So I, I think that you could – I'm just saying you can make the argument. I'm not saying Pecorino doesn't deserve the Vesna. All I'm saying is that that's where you might be argued or debated as to maybe Rene doesn't deserve it. More people would look at a Vasilevsky or even an Anderson. I, I – Personally, personally, I would probably put Vasilevsky on the simple fact that Tampa didn't make the playoffs last year and the fact that Tampa went on that big run this year and they won the division. Not only did they make the playoffs again, they won the, the conference 
So I think that's something that has to be looked at as well. Nashville made the cup final last year. You know what I mean? That that That's something that, that also should be taken into consideration. I know. To me, the Vesna, I understand Freddie's had an amazing season. But to me, the only two that I can consider in this actual debate here is Rene and Vasilevsky. To me, those are the only two goalies that I think have a chance of winning this award this year. I mean, like you said, Vasilevsky was probably the biggest reason, if not the second, apart from Stamkos, Kucherov, and all the other boys contributing. I mean, it's very nice to see Vasilevsky playing so well because Tampa Bay is a team that you expect to be in the playoffs every single year, and they're a team that you expect to be making deep runs. So Vasilevsky's performances this year have been amazing, and I mean, some of the saves he's actually made this year have been out of this world. I'd still put Picarine. I mean, I'm looking at it now. Vasilevsky's got two more saves. He's got... He had more shots against, but... And they had the exact same amount of shutouts. So, I mean, for me, you can pick and choose, but solely on the fact that... Oh, see, this is... I'm kind of contemplating myself now because maybe Vasilevsky should be the favorite just looking off the stats, but... It is what it is. At the end of the day, those are my one and two, so I'll just leave it at that. It's okay. Everybody comes around to terms after mm. afterwards. It, no, no. It, it, it's a tough... Listen, I don't want to take away from Rene, really. And, and, and I genuinely mean this. I'm not saying this just to, you know, be a little objective. Honestly, Pekka Rene, I really truly believe this, Pekka Rene deserves... To win the heart, um, sorry, the Vesna Trophy, he w- deserves it. So does Vasilevsky. There's things that have to be taken into consideration. You just said the stats, right? Arguably, uh, Vasilevsky, uh, or not arguably, uh, Vasilevsky um, faced more shots. Pekarine might have just as good numbers, but you have to look at what their load was to carry, right, on the team. Nashville won the President's Trophy. Lightning, the Lightning, won the East, but. I think if, if if Nashville and Tampa met up in the final, let's say, who would you take to win the series? I'd probably take Nashville, but I would not be surprised if Tampa won. Okay, and but the point that you would take Nashville, prove, it, it, I'm saying it, it goes towards my point of that Nashville has the better team, so Vasilevsky, therefore, has more of a load to carry, you could say, for Tampa. But I don't, I don't think that Tampa is that much weaker than... Like last year, they didn't make the playoffs because Tampa didn't play. And they were injury prone. It was just that's all it was. So yeah. to me, to me, Tampa. I wouldn't even use that that in favor of your debate of saying they didn't make the playoffs last year because they didn't have their squad there. To me, you have to look at everything like you're saying. To me, Tampa has always been a top two, maybe top three team in the Eastern Conference when Stamkos is healthy and that team's healthy. So that's, I understand this is Vasilevsky's like breakout, breakout year, but I wouldn't use that in my favor to say that, you know what, the fact that, the fact that Tampa didn't make the playoffs last year is why you'd give Vasilevsky the Vesna. Go ahead, go ahead, Steph. I just want to say like, like going back to your uh, just your scenario if uh, Tampa and Nashville met in the Stanley Cup, I don't necessarily think Nashville, I would pick Nashville to win, but they played two different styles of hockey. Tampa is, I feel, a quicker, more offensive and open open play team, whereas Nashville, I don't think they have the same talent up front, but 
their back end, I, f- I think, is much stronger than the Tampa back end. Yes, I know Tampa's latest acquisitions at the trade deadline, you know, McDonough's back there, Hedman's back there, um, Girardi, Miller. Yeah, I said Hedman. Uh, right? Like, they're, they're great. They're great, like, as a whole team, but I think Nashville's back end is just much stronger. You look at P.K. Subban, uh, Ekholm, uh, Yossi, another Ellis. They're just, it's solid. They have three deep defensive pairings. I, I don't disagree with you that they play two different styles. I just disagree on how they play two different styles. When you say that Tampa... It, 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 their offense. Yeah, you're you're saying their offense is better. You're saying uh, Tampa's offensively. Offense. I think Tampa is a quicker team. They are, and I think they're a little bit more skilled. So yes, they are yeah. better. Okay. So, but no, but you uh, see, I don't. Think they play. They don't play as tight. They don't play as, as tight a positionally game. I don't know. It's about more. It's more. When I watch Tampa, they play more of an open game in the transition in the neutral zone. Tampa. Uh, Nashville is more of a, a tighter. They play less. They play more of a conservative hockey game. I I, I don't know if if skill really because just looking right here at the Preds roster, you got Mike Fisher, you got Philip Forsberg, you got Ryan Johansson, you got Victor Arvidsson. Okay. I, I mean, these are great offensive players. You want to tell me they can't? Compete with Tampa's skill up front with Stamkos and and Kucherov. Stamkos, Kucherov, Johnson. Um, I'm missing a few. I'm just saying, Tampa, Tampa, Nashville is not weak on the offensive end. They got they're also skill. younger. I think I think Tampa is a little bit younger than Nashville. Yeah. Okay, that's fine, but I'm just I'm just saying from the point of skill, I don't think the skill difference is much different. When you say they play two different styles, yes, Nashville I think relies more on their defensive abilities because their defense is constructed more more soundly. I think you know you got excuse me, you have Subban, Yossi um, at the point, right? I think that. Tampa Bay, even though they rely more on their offense, uh, going to your point, even though they rely more on their offense and they don't play as tight, I think that that the, the skilled set isn't that far off, in my opinion. Listen, you guys are both right. I'm looking at the stats right now. Tampa Bay, in the regular season, had 296 goals forward. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay. Nashville had 267. So For goals go- against... Nashville had 211 goals against, and Tampa had 236. So 20. So you guys are both right in the sense that Tampa Bay is a little bit better when it comes to the offensive part of the game. But when it comes to the defensive part of the game, the Predators strive. And to me, that's where the difference is. Defense wins you championships. So that's why in a seven-game series, I would tip my cap a little bit in the favor of Nashville. The goal scoring started to cut you off. The goal scoring in the playoffs has dropped down. You don't see yeah. five, four games. Okay. Last night was a fluke. From, from last Philly, night was a fluke, seven, nothing. Fluke, yeah. But yeah. you don't see five goal games. You see close one goal, like three, two, yeah. two, one. 
a one nothing game you look at last night, yeah. right? So it's a, that's that's why I agree with Dimitri. I tip my hat more to Nashville. It would be one hell of a series to watch, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. No, and and again, we're we're getting a little bit off topic here. I just brought up hypothetically about Tampa and Nashville in the final. We're going back to the Pecorine and Vasilevsky debate for the Vesna Trophy again. It's not crazy to say that Nashville has a better team, right? So it's not crazy to say that the defense, right? The de- as you just said, Dimitri, they've allowed less goals. So that even though, um, sorry, even though Pecorine has allowed less goals, he has a better defensive um, structure around him. That was my original point, right? Whereas Tampa Bay. As you both can agree, offensively, that's where most of their their team identity, where they like to play around, right? So that's why, personally, I would give Vasilevsky it. But again, I completely would not be mad if Pecorine won it. That's just my opinion on the matter. No, I understand where you're coming from, and I agree. That's why when I was looking at the stats, like I was kind of contradicting myself and saying whatever. But again, I was just looking at wins, shutouts, save percentage, and all those like the basic stats. I know there's other more. There's a lot of other stats that we don't that the basic fan doesn't know about. But there's a lot more stats that we can look into to actually say who we think deserves it. And to quickly say something to you guys, you have Kopitar winning your heart. Me, I do. Yes, and you have. McKinnon. To me, Kucherov's the only guy in the NHL that can win it. Why is that? 100 points, right? Okay. Okay. Best team in the Eastern Conference. And like you said, LA didn't make the playoffs last year. Like you said, Colorado didn't make the playoffs last year. And how I'm saying this now, Tampa Bay didn't make the playoffs last year. So, I mean, he's got more points. He's played better than both the guys you've named. So that's why I would have Kucherov as the guy to win my art. Is Kucher <clears throat> again? This is this is just like the the Vesna debate. I would not be mad if Kucherov won the 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 Hart Trophy. When you look at though, I'm just saying from from my from my pick. Um, who plays better two ways, Kopitar or Kucherov? Kopitar, it's a centerman. Whose team would crash? Whose team would crash or burn more if you took them off? At Kucherov or Kopitar? Kopitar. I think Kopitar is more valuable than Kucherov in terms of what he brings to the LA Kings, what he means to the LA Kings, and and his production points, and the fact that he plays two ways. Although I wouldn't be mad about Kucherov winning the the heart. That's just my opinion on it. I do not disagree with what you're saying, Dimitri. I don't. I just, to me, what the team does has a lot to do with who wins the heart. Like, remember that one year Tavares put up the second most points in the NHL? But the fact that he played on the Islanders and they just made it into the playoffs, or they may not even have made the playoffs this, that year, but he didn't win it. Yeah. Someone else beat him out to it. But that's my point. They've all had three amazing seasons and probably th- the three best seasons that their careers will ever have. But what I'm trying to tell you is that in a debate like this, whoever's team finishes above would yeah. get that award. And Tampa Bay, where they sit in the standings compared to Colorado 
and LA, to me, it's a no-brainer to give it to Kucherov. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely, yeah, no, you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. It, it's a pin, it's a personal opinion thing, right? It's gonna, it, it's really, I think it's gonna come down to a matter of, of votes, like literally yeah. one or two votes. I think will separate the first place, the second place, and third mm-hmm. place. That's how close this is gonna be, in my opinion. But then again, who are we to ignore McDavid? 108 points, finishing. Who are we? But, but then again, it's because the fact that we're saying his team didn't make the playoffs. That's why yeah. we don't consider him in the discussion, quote unquote. Yeah. And that's why we have these three as our three front runners. He should be in the discussion every year, just like Carey mm. Price, right, with yeah. Montreal. He should be in the discussion every year, too. But, you know, we don't look at that. We look mm. at other things, too, how the team performs and overall what mm. you do. Exactly. Because if it's strictly based on nothing what the team does you'd give it to McDavid every single year for the rest of his career uh-huh. but I'm trying to tell you guys is that you got to put a little bit of a team aspect into who wins the MVP because by you contributing it obviously helps your team so in a way I understand Kopitar is the most valuable to his team but the fact that Kucherov's team sits second in the league atop the Eastern Conference to me that's who I would give the award to yeah it's just sorry Steph go ahead you want to say something well, it's okay you go ahead I was gonna no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, yeah, it's exactly... It, it, essentially, the awards just come down to a popularity contest, right? By votes, like you said, it's going to be within single digits. Each player's made a valuable case. So... It's an exciting time of year. Yeah, it's just like with the NBA MVP, right? You, you know, every year you could give LeBron James the MVP, but there are other things that go into it. Uh, you know, that's that's why this year you have other candidates that are in it as well. Quickly before we move on, who are your Stanley Cup favorites? Like to win it? To win the cup. <clears throat> I'm taking Nashville over Tampa Bay in the final in... Why did I take him in? I think I think I took him in six. I think I think Nashville last year personally got screwed in Game Six of last year's uh, final. I think Nashville wins it this year. I think Mike Fisher comes out of retirement and wins that ring, what? and then goes back into retirement. <laughs> Jr. I got Nashville over uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, I think I put him in Game Six as well. Dimitri, I have Nashville beating Pittsburgh in six games as well, but again. I told you guys the Vegas and LA series made me really think, but that Pittsburgh Tampa Bay series also made me think very hard. So I would not be surprised if you see Tampa beating Pittsburgh and even Tampa hoisting the cup. But to me, I just think from top to bottom, Nashville's got what it takes to win the Stanley Cup this year. Logistically and <laughs> statistically wise, I th- I'm Nashville's the best looking team, but I don't look at numbers. I'm going with my heart. Hmm. The Leafs all the way. I'm looking oh, at your bracket. Yeah. I was just about to say, I'm looking at your bracket. You don't you have think no I Nashville. I care about this bracket. You Let's don't have no. You don't have no Nashville. I'm going with this. my heart, baby. Oh, yeah. Leafs all the way. Blue white. Homer. All right. I know. Hey, hey, hey. You know what? I think all four of us can. Well, hope you're right. I think. Oh, except Absolutely. for Absolutely. Dimitri doesn't want it. Dimitri. Dimitri's always gonna be that one, that one guy who disagrees. Listen, anything can happen. <laughs> it's playoff hockey. Uh, before I was mentioning the NBA MVP, and we're gonna segue into the NBA. Uh, last night was last night the final uh, games, or is tonight the yeah, final? It's, uh, uh, last night was the final games. Last of the night, season. Eighty-two games. Playoff matchups are set. NBA. 
Raptors, first time in in their team's history that they finished uh, first in the Eastern Conference, and uh, they're going to take on the team they got swept by uh, three years ago, the Washington Wizards. Uh, they're going to the first games on Saturday, Saturday, right? Saturday at five at five thirty. Yes, a good at start time. Uh, Raptors going <laughs> Raptors going into the season. They fell last night to the Miami Heat uh, in Miami. You know, again, a meaningless game, but uh, you can't help but think, oh boy, is this how they're going to play in the playoffs? You can't help but think that, right? Like, it was, Jer, it was somewhat, somewhat of a test uh, for them to play in that game, um, a hard fought game against the Miami Heat. You know, it could have been. They could have been facing the Miami Heat in the in in the first round of the playoffs, but they're not. Um, a good test to you know get in playoff mode. But then again, the other side is that all we rather all we all we care about is that you want to have your players healthy. You already made the playoffs. You have the first seed in the Easter Conference. You're gonna have home court throughout the playoffs. But just stay healthy. If you watch that game, CJ Miles got banged up. Fred Van Lee got banged up. Sergi Baca got knocked out from his teeth. Um, it's, it's 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 some some scary sights uh, during that game, uh, physical game by the Miami Heat. Um, it was a good game though, even though the Raptors lost. They finished with a 59 uh, win record, not hitting that 60 mark. But honestly, who cares? It's all about getting the, the the team healthy to make a deep run in the playoffs, in which I hope they do. But the Toronto Raptors versus the Washington Wizards. It's gonna be a good. Yeah, it's gonna be a good <clears throat> series. Don't count out the Wizards, man. Even though like people, people might say they're not deep enough. I mean, look, look the team, the team swept the Raptors a few, few years ago. Yeah, but this is not that same Raptors. I team. know. But then again, you still got John Wall. You got Bradley Beal, Martin, uh, Martian Gortat, Kelly Uber Jr. I'll help you out, Otto Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could beat the bench mob? Cool. It'll be tough. Very It'll be tough. tough. It'll be tough. I think no. I'm just Ooh. like it's a really good matchup for Toronto Raptors in the first round. I think way better than last year's uh, first round matchup against Milwaukee, because this is a this is a very good test for the battle of the backcourts. I agree. The backcourt matchup, Wall and Beal, and then Lowry and DeRozan, like it's very evenly matched there. Because I'd rather have John Wall. But I'd rather have DeMar DeRozan. You understand? But I just think that the way that Wall and Beal complement each other, it's 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 like perfect. To me, it's like it's hard to describe because it's worked for so long. Again, there's questions around John Wall with his with his health, for his sure. status. I think Toronto is the better equipped team. But at the end of the day, playoffs is playoffs, right? And Washington has had their success in the past against Toronto. So to me. I see the series going maybe six games, even five maybe. But I think a safe bet would to say to go the Raptors will win in six games. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a deep playoff, uh, deep playoff series between the Toronto Raptors and the Washington Wizards. Uh, yeah, you mentioned John Walls, questionable whether he be at his game speed, playing with Bradley Beal as well. And just like the Miami game last night, we kind of saw a glimpse. <laughs> we kind of saw a glimpse of, um, you know, the Raptors. You know how the Raptors, air quote, choke. Not necessarily choke, but like. Yeah, they, yeah, we've heard they, the narrative. They, they, yeah. they, they get. How much? I'm trying to find the word. Um, they underperform. Yeah. 
and that's not the word I'm looking for. Meet their expectations. Something like that. I'll get it. To, they get, to they get flub, or f- flabbergasted or something, or something like that. Good near near the end of the, near the end of the game, fourth quarter, trying to get bounce back from like a losing um, a losing quarter, trying to win the game. We saw a glimpse of that. They weren't trying to find. They weren't you know making stops. It was it was. It's just it's just a glimpse of what could happen, what a repeat of what past few years we've seen from the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs. Hopefully, we could see. Like honestly, I wish I wish I could see that 2016 run again this year. See, but it might, it's gonna it might be a repeat of last year as well because they got Cleveland. The one thing the Raps fans should be worried about is I understand you had a historic season, 59 wins, right? The most in franchise history. But the way the Raptors have been playing the last two weeks of the season is not looking good. No, it isn't. I still have them to beat Washington, but I mean... It's a concern. It is. To DeMar DeRozan only went... Uh, sh- uh, he had a terrible shooting night. I can't pull out the numbers, but he had a terrible shooting night yesterday against Miami and the past few games. Yeah. I mean, as good of a season you have, mm-hmm. those last two weeks, realistically, the last month, you want to go into the playoffs firing. And to me, I just haven't seen that from the Raptors the last two weeks. I totally agree. And I think it's a big concern because if you don't get your feet wet early on in this series against Washington and have a consistent groove from games one to seven, I'm saying if it does go seven, you're going to have problems with Cleveland in the second round because you know LeBron's going to be ready to come and play. Well, uh, well, in the last two weeks, Dimitri, in their last ten, I should say, um, yeah, the Raptors haven't performed that well. They're six and four. They haven't performed as good as they can. However, Washington's three and seven in their last ten. So it's not like they're coming in red hot either so again no one's ta- I don't think any of us expect Washington to win the series it, it, it's going to be tough though the Raptors I just believe are the better team yeah. overall because of their depth as the as as JR mentioned before it's 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 a depth thing it's going to be a depth mm-hmm. thing right like like okay you would take Beal over Lowry but you would take DeRozan over sorry you would take Wall over Lowry but you would take DeRozan over yeah. Beal so that sort of cancels out the shooting guard and the point guard positions would you take I take Otto Porter over any small four on the Raptors. Okay, yeah, you only got OG but I would, and CJ yeah. Miles. I think I would take um, Valanciunas over Gortat. Fair. So we got the big man. We also that's also a rebounder. That's working off the glass, right? That's gonna Valanciunas is gonna take about 12, 13, 14 rebounds a night, right? That's gonna be big. Obviously, more in the playoffs. I think that. What it's going to come down to is JR's favorite bench phrase, mob. bench mob. Yeah, I it's think gonna, so too. It's going to come down to Luca, uh, Bibi Nagera. It's going to come down to Not Norman really. Powell. It's going to come Not down really to know. those. You don't think so? I think it's more like guys like Miles Van Vliet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hurdle, that, 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 that's why I, that's yeah. I was disagreeing with you because they, okay. don't, they don't play. They're not part of the bench mob. But yeah, yeah, yeah I understand off. your yeah, point. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm just going down the, the depth of the bench. Yes. And still, like, yeah, I'm concerned about the bench as well. Uh, uh, to this point, that this is this is going to be their first technically playoff run that they need to be counted on. They they we need we need the bench to perform in the playoffs. <laughs> not just not just Kyle Lowry. You know, not having a terrible shooting playoff series. DeMar Dozen not having a terrible shooting playoff series. We need we need the bench too. We need to have that consistency from what they've done in the past and this this past season with that success of being one of the best benches in the league today and continuing that throughout the playoffs. 
and who knows because you know CJ Miles is banged up uh, Fred Van Vliet is a, has a bruised shoulder but I think those will pass by it's it's we'll, we'll be needed we'll be counting on them not only Lowry and DeMar DeRozan but Fred Van Vliet DeLon Wright Jakob and Pascal and CJ Miles too if the Raptors win this series, they play the winner of the Cavaliers. No, 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 no. Not the winner. The winner of the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They face the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're not going to beat. They're not. Pieces are not going to win against Cleveland. Listen, it's a 99.9% chance Cleveland is winning this series. But You're they, on that 1%? They have to, I'm saying it's not guaranteed. Right now, they haven't played a game yet. They play the winner of the Cleveland Cavaliers Indiana series. I know you. I know. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's gonna beat Indiana. I get it. I think that too. I'm just saying they're gonna play the winner of that. You're getting to my point. We would have to play Cleveland, who can't friggin' finish third in, in the Eastern Conference. In the weak conference, they couldn't finish third, and the Raptors would have to play them yet again in the second round. And man, that that's gotta be heartbreaking for the Raptors. I'm not uh, okay. To your point of not finishing third, I'm not really concerned about that. You know, Philly has been playing very well. They, they're on the, uh, what, 16, 17-game winning streak? Who would you rather play, Philly or Cleveland? Right now. No, 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 don't, don't even. Who would you rather play, Philly or Cleveland? Philly. Philly, yeah. My point made. You'd rather have Cleveland finish higher, no? That's what I'm trying to say. Cleveland finished higher. We we could avoid them to at least the Eastern Finals. No, I was just saying to your point that they they don't they don't finish third uh, like most times, and they, they obviously face the Raptors. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know, I know what you mean. So you'd have to play that six foot eight man from Akron, Ohio, in the second round yet again. This year it feels different. It does. A lot of people want to hold on to hope that Cleveland's vulnerable this year. They're not as yeah. good. They don't have Kyrie. Kevin loves compromised. All this stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Who? I I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but would you take the Raptors to beat Cleveland in a seven game series? No, I I I, I if I was like. Uh- if I was not favoring the Raptors, not favoring the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm an NBA fan, basketball fan. It's a toss-up. It's a real toss-up. This has been the biggest toss-up the Raps have ever had against the Cavs. This year is a toss-up. But I still think LeBron proves to be superior in the end. In a Game 7 in yeah. the Air Canada Center, yes. you would take LeBron yes. over Toronto? I would. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not a. If you're picking LeBron, you're. A, Personally, I don't think the series is going seven. I think it's going six. If it does go six, I think it's going six. We we had this discussion a few weeks ago, Dimitri. We were talking about you know if the Raptors do get the number one seed, right? Could they beat Cleveland, right? And you were saying, and, and I agree with you too. The Raptors just can't win in Quick Loans Arena. It's just like they no, go in there can't. and their game doesn't come with them. They, it, it's impossible, and and it, it's frustrating to. watch watch it right because you saw a few weeks ago they get flabbergasted they put up 79 yeah they do no but jr you're right they put up 79 points in the first half a few weeks ago and they blow a 15 point lead like they just can't win in that building and it's frustrating (laughs) to watch but in the acc this year give it it was with still with isaiah thomas jay crowder all those guys who are now not on the team anymore they killed them me and dimitri went to that game they got killed by 40 plus points or was it 30 plus points whatever it was whatever it was they got absolutely annihilated 
the Cleveland Cavaliers. So in it, 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 by ma- my mathematical, you know, I'm not too good with math, but if it's a seven-game series, Toronto would have the seventh game at home. So if Toronto and and they had the best home record in the NBA this year, right? So that's why a lot of people are holding on to hope that if the Raptors could possibly win all their home games, maybe they could win this series. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta take biz- care of business at home because when you go to the queue, it's just gonna be tough like you said it's a different team now so what happened that night at the ACC when you and I went to me doesn't matter because there was so much drama on that team that literally no one could play with anyone and to me that's the one thing that really playing at a high level of sports all my life the one thing I noticed is that not one person is ever above the team. And as soon as you have one player who starts to say things that are not necessary, and one person that starts to say things, like just the actions that they do. Like Isaiah Thomas is a good basketball player, but he should have known his place. You know what, I'm coming back from this injury. Mm -hmm. I gotta take my time, I gotta ease my way back in. This isn't my team by any means, because to me, Isaiah Thomas is still disappointed that he was traded for Kyrie Irving at the end of the day. So Tristan, to be honest with you, man, I understand where you're coming about, and I agree that this is the best chance the Raps have ever had against Cleveland if they do match up, which I think they are. But that team that we saw that one night and the team that we're seeing now are two completely different teams, and I don't think Raptors fans... I mean, a lot of Raptors fans will be like, we killed them that night, so I think we're going to win. But like everyone says... Toronto going away to the queue has proved to be a difficult task over these years. I probably think, me personally, I don't think the Raps will beat them at the queue this in the playoffs again this year. But I think Cleveland will steal at least one game at the ACC. Yeah, and that that's could, why I think it's going six. And that could be that that last game. It could be that game seven game. I don't think so, man. It's not going seven. It's going six. Six? Six in uh, Quickens? Yeah. And Cleveland takes it all? In a blowout. (laughs) Well, Dimitri, (laughs) like you said, right, Um, it it is a different team. I get that. But... The Raptors team isn't a different team, and as I mentioned, they did have the best home record in the NBA. That's why I'm saying there's hope. Tied. Sorry? Tied for the best. Sorry, tied. Yes, you are correct. But tied for the best home record in the NBA. So they play well at the ACC. So my point is, if you you're gonna if you think you're gonna lose at the Q, you gotta take care of business at the ACC. You gotta win, which is why people want to hold on to the hope they could beat the Raptors. Uh, sorry, they could beat the Cavaliers. I understand, man, but like. I tip my cap to LeBron to steal at least one game at the ACC. Yeah, I look at it. Why wouldn't you? I look at Cleveland has a higher chance of winning at the ACC than the Raptors winning at Quickens. Of course. No, of course. Yeah. It's it, there's no question about that. LeBron can win in any building on any night. The point is, I'm saying for the Raptors, if you know you're going to the queue and you can't, and and that's been your tough place to win in, you have to take care of this at home. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to see Kyle Lowry shoot two for thirteen. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Demar Derozan only score ten points. I want to see them go off at home, right? Especially if you're gonna if you have bad games at the queue, fine. Mm-hmm. Mathematically, you have four good games that equal wins at home you're moving on right that's the the Raptors have not had home court against the Cavaliers the last two times they faced them which is why this year take care of business now that you have that seventh game at home take care of it at the ACC don't have an off night you need to work your butt off it's easier said than done no no for sure to me I think LeBron's not 
he's going back to the finals, I think. To me, I just, he's still an animal. Like, he has shown no sign of slowing down. Yeah, his defensive part of his game is whatever, but he always saves his defense for the playoffs. Again, time will tell. It's easier said than done. But to me, if I if I'm to sit here and make a prediction, I'm gonna go with the Cleveland the Cleveland Cavaliers. Question for you. Question for you, Dimitri. LeBron saves his defense for the playoffs, right? Yeah. Compared to the Do you know what season. happened last night with LeBron? Do you know what happened? Do you know what, what, what he did last night? What happened? For the first time in his career, he played eighty two games. So, you could argue he's used more energy this year. He's a little more fatigued this year. No, he's not. No, he's not. I'm saying you could to argue. Me, he looks it. the he's most. He's never played 82 games. To me, he looks the most relaxed he's ever looked. That's fine. He could look it. I, I, he's, I, and I'm not saying you're going to have a bad playoff series because when is LeBron ever... Okay, other than 2011 finals. But I'm just saying, when is LeBron never, in the East at least, put up good numbers, a good series? LeBron has never played 82 games before. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not saying this is, means he's going to have a bad series. All I'm saying is that he he's never played it before. He's never done it before, right? He's used more energy. He's rested in his career for fifteen, sorry, 14 straight years. He finally played a full season. So that's a factor, I'm just saying. To me, that to me, a player should be able to play 82 games in the regular season and still go into the playoffs and still be perfectly fresh. Why has he never done it then? Because his teams and even himself, he's chose to rest. All these players, they blow it out of proportion. I understand it's good to rest. And like Greg Popovich kind of brought that into the NBA. He's like, you know what? We're going to rest our players once the regular season is already out of hand. And we're going to save up all the energy for the playoffs. But to me, if you look at LeBron's body, 6'8", 260, you really think this guy can't play 82 games in the regular season and still be fresh to go for the playoffs? I'm saying he's never done it before, and we will see. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he can't. Even if he's played 76 games, what does that matter? Another six games. He just strolls around half the time. What does it even matter? Six right, games of rest is a big deal. It's you, the regular season, Tristan. It's still a, You still have to play. You how still many, have to run. Well, you got to keep, keep, keep how in mind many, that the, 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 the season was extended, too. All, the back-to-backs got like knocked yeah, out. Cut down, yeah. So it's all spread out a little bit. Okay. I think I think I think it counteracts like for example what Dimitri said seventy six games in a in a condensed season like last the past few years than a, a wider season with eighty two games. I understand that Jr. I'm not I, listen. And the, the NBA needed to do that. I think there were too many back to backs last year, which yeah. is why you had that issue of players resting and player. You know, people were getting mad. The fans, especially. And we're not going to get into like the injury, uh, the many injuries that happened this past year. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. That's that's irrelevant. All yeah. I'm, I, I, what I'm saying though is. <laughs> You still there's still 82 games on the schedule. Whether they're broken up or not, you still got to play the games. Gordon Hayward, I, I know we said no injuries, but Gordon Hayward got hurt on a freak accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. Playing a game, you can get injured. It just it can happen. LeBron James is less likely to happen to, but he's never played 82 games before. That's all my. That's the only point I'm trying to make. So let's see how he plays this in these playoffs. He has a pretty. I don't want to see easy task, but he is. I don't think anybody expects them to beat. Indiana to beat Cleveland, right? So we'll see. We'll see how he plays. I, my, in my personal opinion, we, we, I think that's a factor that has to be taken into consideration. Sure. Um, sure. That's it. <laughs> now let's get to go to the Philly versus Miami series. 
I think Philly's might be going on top and might advance the second round. I think so? so. I agree. It to me, what I saw last night from Miami, they're a good team. But I just think the way Phillies ended this year and even just the way Phillies shown their maturity throughout the regular season, I think that'll take them above Miami. But I don't want to say don't bet against Miami, but Miami's no stranger. They got Spolstra, who's one of the best coaches in the NBA. I mean, I was watching them yesterday, and they had, like, Justin Winslow playing the point. Yeah. Is that's because Dragic was, was injured, yeah, was injured right? So, I mean, obviously, and he did a very good job of it. So, I mean, obviously, you want Dragic there, right? And Dragic will be starting, right? But, I mean, I still tip my cap to Philly, but six games? Six games in the series, I think. Yeah, I'd say so too. Like it's gonna be a very good series. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Miami won. Like I, I really wouldn't. To me, the Eastern Conference is, was very close this year. Like I understand the West. Like they had like one or two games separating them from like third to ninth. Yeah. But I mean, like even in the East, like it's been very close from uh, from three to eight. It's been very close. Not even that. I think the East not only are they're the from the uh, third seed all the way to the eighth, we're so close together. But all these Eastern teams are really really good. Yeah. This season. And if you look minus Indiana, sort of cut you off. But <laughs> if you look. <laughs> At the head-to-head records this year between every single team in the Eastern Conference, with the Raps and Wizards, it's a 2-2 split. With Celtics and uh, Milwaukee, it's a 2-2 split. With the Heat and the 76ers, it's a 2-2 split. And with Indiana and the Cavs, it's a 3-1 advantage for the Pacers. So to me, that was a very interesting thing to see. Mm -hmm. Like, any of these series can go either way. But... Again, the beauty of sports is that you got to play it out at the end of the day. So we ne- we don't know what's going to happen. I think, yeah, I think Philly versus Heat is a, is a slight toss-up, but yeah. I still advantage with the Philly. Because the inexperience of Philly, while you have the experience, even, Miami's still a young team. But yeah. I, ju- I just think they're a little bit more matured. I mean, they're, they both have ex- veteran experience on the team. Don't get me wrong. But I just think... The edges a little bit in Phillies, like if they you got, were to they put, got the hot hand, bro. If you were, yeah, if you were to put a percentage up, I'd probably go like 60-40 for Philly for sure. If Miami wants a chance in this series, they got to win that first game. Yeah, you know why? Team, I think so. Set not tone. only, not only do you got to take away home court, you got to take advantage that that seven foot center isn't. Oh, he's playing. not playing. Yeah, right. yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Joel Embiid is going to be the X factor for Philly in not only the series but in the playoffs. He's averaging 22 points, 11 rebounds, and three assists this year. Yeah, and it's key that he's not he's not playing the first game. Yes, he's not playing in the first game. Exactly. As good as Ben Simmons is, as good as as uh, sorry as um, Markel Fultz. Markel Air, Air quotes. Not Markel yeah. Fultz. The other. Oh my God. Covington. JJ. JJ Redick. As good as JJ Redick has been this year. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I take Wayne, I take Wayne Ellington over JJ right now. Yeah, me too. My I'm God. no, but JJ, I'm saying JJ Redick has had a good year this year. He's yeah. had a great year this year. I think Philly. Philly is going to win this series. It's just gonna it, it's gonna come down to Joel Embiid. I think that he's gonna be the X factor for Boston and Milwaukee. I my gut says it's a toss up, but then again, I feel like Milwaukee can have that chance to beat Boston. I, I no, honestly, I think I think Boston can win too. It's, it's it's a hard decision between these two teams, even though even though they're like. 
they don't have that many players. Obviously, Kyrie Irving's out. Gordon Hare was out. They're all banged up. They're still playing younger players. I think Brad Stevens has been that effective as a coach to bring this team holding the second seed in the Eastern Conference and playing, still playing somewhat consistently and probably might make a um, you know good run in the playoffs. But against Milwaukee, too? I don't know, man. See, the, the way that I look at it is the fact that we're staying here, or that we're sitting here right now and saying that the Celtics still have a chance without Gordon Hayward and without Kyrie Irving is strictly based on the fact of team defense. Boston has amazing team defense. I think they're, what, second or third this year in team defense, or they might have even been first. I'm not sure. That's a stat I have to pull I'd say, up. I'd say, yeah, top five. But no doubt about it, they've been top three defense consistently the whole year. And like you said, it comes down to Brad Stevens and his fundamentals and the way he understands the game of basketball. And that's why people are still giving the Boston Celtics a chance to win. To me, without those two... And then you got the firepower. Like, think of it. Other than the Greek freak, you have guys like Jabari Parker, who has come back and has showed what he's worth. Yeah. You have other guys like Bledsoe, who can, who has showed what he's worth since he's come to Milwaukee, even though he had a little bit of a slow start. And there's one more guy, Middleton. One of the best mid-range games in the NBA. Like, there's four guys on that team that can take over a game at any time they want. You got Thon Maker coming off the bench. You got Della Vadova coming off the bench to play point guard. To me, the Celtics are a good team, but without Hayward and Kyrie, it's going to be tough, man. Yeah, I take Milwaukee as a slight edge. It's the same thing like the Philly versus Miami. I think Milwaukee I got that slight edge advantage over Boston. Tristan? <clears throat> yeah, I think, uh, Dimitri, uh, Giannis is going to... The way I feel Embiid's going to be the X Factor in mm. the Philly series, Giannis is going to be the X Factor in Boston. You don't, you're don't. you the 8th seed. Now, we get that Boston doesn't have those guys as you mentioned, but still, as an eight, I don't think an 8th seed should ever... Or sorry, sorry, my mistake. The 7th seed, my mistake. I don't think a 7th seed should ever be favored over a 2nd seed, but... You know what? If you're Giannis Antetokounmpo and you're knocking on the door as one of the top 10, 15 players in the league, you got to show up. You have to produce the way we know you, you can produce. Last year against the Raptors, he had a monster series. He, he, he forced the, They forced the Raptors to six games. So this is the year you got to take it up a notch. Win, you have to win this series, I think, Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you want to live up to that hype that you've been driving up, you have to win this series, in my opinion. For sure, I completely agree. I mean, you look at what Ben Simmons can possibly do in his first year as an NBA player, possibly take his team to the Eastern Conference Final. If Giannis wants to be into that discussion of an elite player going forward, you have to. You have to. you got to win the series. If there's no Kyrie Irving and if there's no Gordon Hayward, you need to win the series because your team is at an advantage going into the series already. I don't know what to say. Anyways. Um, We're going to move over to the West. Right? Houston versus Minnesota. That Minnesota game against Denver. Crazy. Huh? That was a crazy game. Crazy game. Heading to overtime. Trying to fight for the last playoff spot. And Minnesota is going for the playoffs for the very first time. And, oh, my God, a long time. 2004? I think so, yeah. That's a long so what, time, since man. Since KG was on. Um, 
that's the NBA I miss. Growing up watching guys like KG, Allen Iverson, like when they used to take their teams mm-hmm. single-handedly, those are the years that I liked watching the NBA the best. This series, Houston versus Minnesota. Best series. I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting series. Best series? For best, like we're talking first, best first, first round matchup. First round matchups, yeah. Uh, probably. Uh, tough to say. Yeah, it's I, okay. I, just I, because I, the I fact so. that you got so many superstars in this series—that's the only reason why. Mm-hmm. I want to see Cat in the playoffs. I want to see Cat and what Butler. Like, I want to see what this new look Minnesota team can do in the playoffs. And you know what? I listen. Okay, okay. Before we even, but I don't want to assume. Who are you taking to win, Dimitri? The series? Yeah, Houston. Okay, Jr. Who are you taking to win? Yeah, I got Houston. Steph, who are you taking to win? He has Houston. Houston. Okay, so we all think Houston's going to win this series. I really, and I honestly, you're going to say I'm crazy. I honestly think this can go seven games. I really do. I think I it could. It could. I don't think so. That's not, I, I don't think it, will, it won't be a surprise to me, in my opinion. Dimitri, Minnesota is going to play well at home. They're going to play well when they're on the home court. I know, I, but I just, there's too much firepower on this Houston team. I don't see it going seven. Yeah. Like, and, and, I really don't. And even six wouldn't, like, like I, I think seven, but six isn't unfathomable. Yeah. Six would be a good series. Like, looking back on the season and how Jimmy Butler went down and everything like that, if the Timberwolves took this series to six games, it's a success for them. Yeah, yeah. Right, seven seven would be great, right? Because you took Amazing. the best team in the league, quote unquote, best team in the league, to the brink of elimination. Uh, yeah, I just wouldn't be surprised if, like, in Minnesota, I'm leaning towards Minnesota pushing Houston Rockets to six, seven games. Uh, I don't, I obviously don't see a sweep happening in this series, but because I think Houston, Houston's a really good team. They're they're. They have good depth, and Minnesota as well. I think they're good as well. They got so many superstars on the on that squad. But then again, it's Minnesota's very first time in the yeah. playoffs in a long time. It's Cat's first time. It's Andrew Wiggins' first time. Um, Tyus Jones is still there as well, mm-hmm. even though they had got experienced coach by Tom Thibodeau mm-hmm. and experienced players with Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson. Oh, and Derrick Rose. <laughs> I forgot Derrick was on that team too. Um, it's it's just gonna be interesting to see what, what what will happen with Tom Thibodeau heading back to the playoffs because as Tom has a reputation of overplaying his players, exactly, and over overplaying the minutes, and you know his players getting tired quickly. Then you know it's it's a sad thing that you know his his Chicago team back th- way back then they make it that far either. And that could happen here unless Tom Thibodeau changes as a dynamic offensive minute scheme, distributing minutes properly, or even having a fantastic play by Cat and Andrew Wiggins. We still don't know what will happen. We'll have to see. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a sweep. Like, my prediction would probably be five games for Houston, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a sweep. Like JR said, Thibodeau is known for being a good, hard-working defensive coach, but just the minutes that he demands on his top players, to me, 
it's just too much. Like you've seen in the past, like the Chicago Bulls have had leads on LeBron and the Heat, LeBron and the Cavs in the past, but they they blow it out. They're literally fried out when it goes to six or seven games. And to me, I understand you got three stars on that team, two superstars in Carl Anthony Towns. Even if you, I I don't know if I consider do you, would you consider Carl Anthony Towns a superstar just yet? This is a conversation for another. Maybe day. he's a star. Do people Wiggins buy- is a star. Jimmy Butler to me is a superstar. When a superstar. I think of superstar, I think of when Solo. when they come to town, do people have, buy tickets have, to go see that? We player? had this conversation already. Okay, I understand. No, no, but I'm just saying briefly, right? So if if you wouldn't go see Carl Anthony Towns because he's coming to town, he's not a superstar yet, yet. Okay, so Kawhi Kawhi Leonard, yeah. When he comes to Toronto, do you think people say, "Wow, I want to go see Kawhi Leonard" compared to Superstar. like a Curry, a Durant, a LeBron? Superstars, superstars. Yes, when Kawhi Leonard comes to town, people want to go see him. Superstar. Yes, I you completely, think completely. Oh. Kawhi Leonard to me is a top five player, but that's another discussion for, me, for another day. He's top three when he's healthy. That's another discussion for another day. But yeah. yes, okay. Carl Anthony Towns is on his way to being a superstar. Regardless, you have a lot of stars yes. in this team. Oh, squ- uh, yeah, for sure, on the squad. But- you got Jamal Crawford coming off the bench. Like, they have the players to push the series to maybe six. But I just don't see it going past five. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I want the Timberwolves to win the series. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm really leaning on Tom Thibodeau to make a smart, make some smart decisions with the minutes distribution. Because when you when you don't when you have, when you're top heavy on their, your your starting lineup and your main guys, and you're gonna, you're going to get destroyed by Houston with that depth. And Mike D'Antoni is smart They're offensive gonna- coach. He is. They're going to stretch him out, right? The ball movement's going to be going like mm-hmm. it has been all season. I mean, they're going to stretch out the Timberwolves and as good as a defensive team as they can be and what Tom Thibodeau is known for, I just don't think that the Timberwolves have the ability to make this go six. And not even that, James Harden, when J- James Harden is going he, he's going to mm-hmm. go off in that, in that series. He could take his game in his own hands. I don't think anyone in... I don't think anyone in Minnesota will take his game, the, the game in his own hands. Yeah, and it's finally going to be interesting to see how Chris Paul plays with an actual team mm-hmm. in Ooh. the playoffs. I mean, the Clippers were still good. They had they lots were of, good, but they I, just couldn't mingle. They couldn't no. get the job done. Like, honestly, if Steph Curry isn't healthy and 100%, I would pick the Houston Rockets to go to the NBA Finals. OKC, Utah. Um, first off, congratulations to Russell Westbrook last night. First player in NBA history to average triple-double for two straight seasons in a row. Uh, but they're going up against the Utah Jazz, who this year have m- many people have slept on, including us. We have not talked about the Utah Jazz enough. And you know what? It, it, again, it, it, this is another toss-up series because... If you if you look at their last ten, Utah is seven and three, Thunder are five and five. What I want to know is will those three ball dominant players on OKC be able to come through in the playoffs? Because in the regular season they have, and Dimitri, I'm pretty sure you're gonna make that argument too, that they, it hasn't affected them yet, right? They're the four seed. But can they actually Go do ahead, do it in the playoffs, right? With Russell Westbrook last year, it was a monster. He couldn't get by Houston, right? Because he didn't have any help, no ammunition. You, and that's exactly what I was getting to. That this year he is Paul George and Carmelo Anthony to help him, right? Stephen Adams has played much better as well. So, if you want, he, this year he's got the help. 
Is this the year we finally hold Russell Westbrook accountable that he needs to win now? Because, because listen, no more excuses now, right? You had Kevin Durant, but you didn't know who was going to be the dominant player, who's going to take the last shot. Then you were by yourself as the MVP, but you didn't have any help, so we could hold, you know, we could not hold too much blame to him. This year, you got Carmelo and Paul George. There's no excuses now, I think, for Russell Westbrook. I think you should, you have enough help to at least make the Western Finals. So I agree. But see, the thing is, the way that I look at it is I have them going. I probably have, I haven't made my bracket yet, but I'd probably still take Golden State over the Thunder in the second round because you know Curry's going to be back. But at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to whether or not he's healthy, right? But going back to your point about the first series that we're talking about, I think this series will go maybe six games because Utah, not only can they play defense, but they can also score the ball. Like they stretch out, they stretch out play as well. Like you got guys like Jay Ingles waiting on the wing and like they have a good team. They're solid. I mean, everyone in the West is solid. Let's be realistic here, right? But I mean, just the way that they play, their ability to be a team. And that's what I like the most. To me, that's the part that I love about the Utah Jazz the most. Over the years, they've always been able to be a good team, a unit as one. And Rudy Gobert, to me, can be a difference maker in a series. The best defending center in the NBA, in my opinion. He's amazing at grabbing boards. He can score the ball. Like, to me, he's a he's almost a complete center. Like to see a shot improve a little bit more, but again, very athletic. That uh, exactly that'll come with time. His shot, hopefully, right? But I mean, I have OKC taking this series, but to be honest, I would have liked to have seen OKC play Golden State in the first round with no Curry because I think they would have had a better shot beating them in the first round than they do in the second round. Because when Curry comes back into the lineup, it's a different game. I just hope that chemistry continue between um, the top three players, uh, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Paul George. And it's a concern that Corey Brewer is out too uh, with a knee injury. It's a big loss. He's been amazing since he's come in, they don't offensively have, and defensively. Yeah, they don't have that offensive you know, score off the bench. Um, but yeah, that, that series is going to be very interesting. I... I'd say it's a. I don't want to say it's a toss up, but it is a toss up. Utah Jazz is a really good team. OKC is a good team. I could definitely see both teams even. Not both teams. I mean, I could see any one of these teams being in the in the second round and facing Houston probably. But if you guys want me to pick, I, I I want I want to see OKC back making a deep run in the in the NBA playoffs. Portland, New Orleans. It's a nice series. Yeah. I like it. You know, I would pick New Orleans. If DeMarcus Cousins was playing. If DeMarcus Cousins was playing. Yeah. Anthony Davis by himself. I'm sorry. You're not beating Dame Time and you're not beating CJ. I'm, I'm... CJ. Yeah, that's too much fire. Those two guys alone could be like, like, like if 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 Portland was even worse than what 
I'm not saying they're bad. What I'm saying is if they had a worse team, Portland, and they had still, still had Damian Lillard and CJ, they would still beat what this Pelicans team is because I uh, think so. Yeah, it's it's Anthony Davis and yeah, yeah, you, you have uh, at the point there you have oh my God, I, I'm forgetting names today. There's Rajon Rondo Raj- and there's Drew Holiday. Rajon Rondo, Drew Holiday. That's that's who I was sorry about that. Yeah, I was missing Drew Holiday, Rajon Rajon Rondo. I can't talk today. I just don't think that they can beat <clears throat> uh, Portland. I'm sorry. I just don't. Dame time is going to come through. I agree. I think just the way that the Portland has ended the season, they went on that massive winning streak. I'm not sure what the record in their last 10 games are, but I know that Damian Lillard has been absolutely lights out the last two months of the season. And I just think that his hot streak, he's accompanied by CJ McCollum, who I think, what's the word, complements his game perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like they both have the ability to turn a switch on and just go lights out shooting from anywhere on the court. And to me, that's what I think will take them above and beyond the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, I'll take Portland. Can I, uh, can I add something? Oh wait, real sorry, quick? go ahead. Is that frustrating though to you, Dimitri? Like that that point that you just made, and I agree with you. CJ and Dame can just turn on, but is that what's frustrating to you about Portland? That the fact that if they can turn it on, the way LeBron—I'm not saying exactly—but they could turn it on like how LeBron turns it on in the playoffs, right? Is that frustrating to you that they don't do better necessarily? That they don't make further playoff runs or they don't even get higher in the Western Conference standings like is it, for me that's frustrating because I know how real Damian Lillard is and we and you're mad that you weren't an all-star selection right he's mad about that he wants to be a first team all NBA right is that frustrating the fact that they have that ability but they just can't they don't do it like all the time I don't think it's no it's not really that frustrating because if you're educated enough this Western Conference is still yeah, I said that. Was this Western Conference is pretty stacked in the past few years? And Damian Lillard wasn't built. He had he hadn't he didn't have the team around him. Like he didn't have a successful team around him. Mm. Lamarcus Aldridge left the team. They had to rebuild. Wesley very, Matthews left. They had to re- rebuild really really quick. And they've done a good job. To be and they've fair. done a good job, but still. This Western Conference is very, very stacked. Damian Lillard is such a gifted player himself that he's he went on a hot streak in the past in the past few in past two months, and they're now holding the third spot. And now they're going to face New Orleans Pelicans. They could have been they 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 could have been in the conversation with with being in the third seed all the way to the eighth. They could have dropped. They could have dropped. And. I mean, it's it's just a toss. It's it's again, it's a toss up, you know. I agree with you, Jared. To me, like you said, there's just in the Western Conference is a star-studded conference, and to me, as great as those two are, you lose Aldridge, you lose Matthews, like you lose key pieces that had yeah. you up there. So to me, there's no way that, like, I never had them as a favorite. Like me personally, I never had them as a favorite. But I know what you're saying, Tristan. For Portland fans, it must be very frustrating because if you have two guys that can literally turn a switch on at any point in time, how are you not going to at least the Western Conference Final? But the only answer to that question is that the other teams are that much better. Yeah, I agree too. Um, Final series, Golden State, San Antonio. It's Golden State's series to lose, man. Yeah. They 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 got no Curry. They got no Stephen Curry. 
Um, I think it's a huge it's a huge blow, but you know they they do believe in themselves. I think a lot of Warriors fans they believe that they can still be the San Antonio Spurs, but then again, it's the San Antonio Spurs. Even though it, it's not with, it's without Kawhi, you got Greg Pop. I agree with you, Jr. It's their series to lose, and and for two reasons, one. And one reason more than the other. As much as I love Steph Curry and his game, as much as I think he's 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 more valuable to that team than anybody on that team, that includes Kevin Durant. With the Warriors, and this goes back even with Dimitri, uh, or what Jr. said about, how, or sorry, well, both of you said implied it. Dimitri said it specifically how the other teams were just better. Golden State is better than Portland, right? And when I say it's frustrating for Portland that they can't just turn it on, it's because the other teams are better. Golden State is, we can agree, the best team in the league when all four are healthy and playing at their at what we know them to play. Steve Kerr last week said that their effort was terrible and they're not playing like they want to win. Kevin Durant denied that. I completely disagree with Kevin Durant because they're not trying. They're not trying. They're, you could see their last 10, they're four and six. They lost to... They they lost to who did they lose to uh, Indiana, I believe they lost to they lose, no they didn't lose to Phoenix. They've lost f- six of their last ten. Regardless, it doesn't matter who they've lost to. Exactly, they've lost. Nobody expect for a team that went seventy three and nine two years ago and won sixty four games just last year. Nobody expected them to go fifty eight and twenty four. You know what I mean? Like like it's. Golden State is the favorite to win this series, and and another factor is that Kawhi Leonard's not playing for the Spurs. But Golden State's got to try harder in the playoffs. As, as crazy as that sounds, they got to try harder in the playoffs if they want to win this series. Yeah. When you look at the East, not the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, if you told Golden State pick any team in the Western Conference, who would you want to play? Who do you think that they would pick with the teams that made the playoffs? Who, Golden State? Mm-hmm. Look at all the teams that made the playoffs. What's the one team that they would pick, you think? The Phoenix Suns. <laughs> God. <laughs> no. no it, uh, I'd, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say New Orleans. Which brings me to the point is that Pop is so valued as a coach that even though they don't have their best player in the series, you still wouldn't want to play them in the first round. You understand? Mm-hmm. To me, I don't know, JR, you can piggyback off of this, but to me... I still have Golden State obviously winning the series, but I mean, the Spurs are no stranger. Their system has been in, pl- in place for how many years and it's been working, right? I think the consistency, yeah, the consistency with the Spurs team, even though they're without Kawhi, I think it's just, it's just a very good advantage to what the Spurs have this season and what they will have in, throughout the playoffs. The Golden State Warriors will have to adjust real quick because this is the first time they're not going to play with Stephen Curry during the playoffs. They're going to lead towards Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green. I mean, I, I would be I'd be fine with that. But still, you're, you're without your star point, point guard. You're leaning towards Quinn Cook, who's still playing very well as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, that's a Spurs factor, the consistency, the system, Coach Pop, they got that slight advantage. I, I, I'd, I'd still be surprised if Golden State would, would lose the series. 
I, I'm holding Golden State to a high standard, and that you're not saying something because everybody holds Golden what, State they, to a high standard. They should win? There's no excuse. In the playoffs, listen, listen. You, I have them going to the finals. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for Golden State. Kevin, and, and this I'm telling you, I think this is what's going to happen. They're going to win the first series against the San Antonio Spurs. Curry's going to come back for the second round. I don't want to hear Kevin Durant get suspended and hear excuses we didn't have Kevin Durant. Because Steph Curry is more valuable to that team, and they're just as good, I, in my opinion, with... Kevin Durant puts them over the top. They're good enough to win a championship with Steph Curry without Kevin Durant. They've done it before. I don't want to hear the excuse if Kevin Durant gets um, suspended, which I do think he will because he's got five texts this year. I don't want to hear the excuse... Or sorry, what does he have? 15 texts? Mm-hmm. My mistake. He has 15 texts, not five. 15 texts. I think he's going to get one in the playoffs. I do. He's been a hothead this year, Kevin Durant. I think he's going to get a call or two against him that's just going to piss him off in the playoffs and it's going to get the better of him and he's going to get a tech and get suspended. I don't want to hear the excuse this year. We didn't have Curry. We didn't get the number one seed. Kevin Durant got suspended in the playoffs. I don't want to hear the excuse, Golden State. You're good enough. Figure it out and show more effort. Again, this is uh, uh, there, there's no excuse for Golden State. I'm sorry. There's no excuse. I'm not, I'm not buying any of that garbage. NBA Finals predictions. Who's going to win on top? Who's going to win it all? Dimitri? Still probably go Golden State. And? I think Cleveland. Okay. I just think that Curry's going to come back and they're going to still be able to fire on all cylinders. But, I mean, this is it's such a tough question for me to answer right now because as it is right now, I'd pick Houston to go. But I still think that, like I said, I still think Curry's going to come back and do what, he's, what he does. But then again, we're all going to have to see how Curry plays in those first two games if Houston and Golden State do match up. So, you know what? I'm going to be confident with my decision from the beginning of the year, and I'm not going to change it. I'm going to say Golden State's going to win, but by no means would I be surprised if Houston makes it to the finals. Uh, I'm going to say Houston. I think and it, like, there's no team. I don't think any team's going in the East could win the win the win the championship. I think it's Houston's time. It's I, I just I just question whenever Stephen Curry comes back. I know when he does, there'll be the team. The Golden State will be fine, but then. They still, they still, still can't compete with Houston, I think. Steph, what's your NBA Finals prediction? Oh, I can actually talk. Um, so you could ask for the mic. You've never, you haven't talked in this entire you're, segment. You're freaking playing poker. No, I'm not. I'm reading. Joe, you know who's your Finals prediction? Golden, or sorry, not Golden State, Houston, and I got Toronto coming out of the East, baby. Okay. But Houston will win. Just oh, a, not a complete homer, but okay. My homer bracket, Golden State Toronto Finals. My realistic bracket, Golden State and Cleveland in the finals. I hey. <laughs> LeBron is still LeBron and he's gonna go through the East and he's gonna skip Bayless as a cakewalk to the East and go to the finals and, and he's gonna but he's gonna lose again. He's gonna lose again. Golden State's gonna win again. I still think that, but I I think it's gonna be Golden State and Cleveland. Oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait for the NBA playoffs. I can't wait for the Leafs to start playing. 
tonight, game one. Oh no, we don't have time to talk about Blue Jays. We'll talk about. We'll try to talk about. We'll, it next we'll mention week. it. Hold on. Wake we'll me up in week. October. They JR. started off seven. No, and it's, four. It's, it's almost two they hours. They started I off gotta... seven and four. They're off to a good start. Go Blue Jays. All right, thank you, Tristan. No problem. Uh, you guys can follow us at Just Sports Talk on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys for tuning in for this week's podcast. We'll be back next week. For sure, we'll be back next week. I'm Jared Mantad. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you guys later.